Come on in, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Football Without Borders. Did you hear my little twang on that? Mm -hmm. That was weird. Uh, <laughs> so much football to talk about. Soccer of the champions variety. But first, let me introduce today's co-host with me back again, Mexican international, former Liga MX and MLS defender, Mariano Trujillo. You're back. And I'm back. You're back. You had some good predictions last week. I think that's yeah, why you're back. I did. Huh? I did. But I'm playing in a different position today. You know, usually you have me in the center of the field. Now I'm on the, on the wing, but I'm okay. I'm okay I with do it. because we have an incredible <laughs> debut today. All right. Uh, she's a former Canadian national team player, a bronze medalist at the Olympics. Lauren Sesselman's here. We're so excited to have you here and to have you on your debut. How excited are you? To I am just, you guys are legends, you know? <laughs> so to be sitting here with you, I'm excited. Um, I'm ready to have some fun today. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys, but before we get going, please hit that like button down below. Share this video with your football friends and subscribe to the Want and Football YouTube channel so you're notified when the new shows and videos come out. So don't miss it, come on. All right, guys, it's that time in the show to talk about what's trending. And obviously what's trending in a week like this is Champions League. And the first thing right off the top, right off the top that I want to talk about is that Atletico Manchester oh. City game. <laughs> it was it's a one nil game that everyone is talking about. And I yeah. think there's a reason. Yeah, I think it was the formation, maybe. <laughs> I mean, OK. As as a player, nobody nobody wants to play against a bunker. Mm -hmm. And as a player, nobody wants to be the one you know, implementing the bunker. But, um, you know, City found a way when Foden came in, you know, one of the substitutes off the bench, making an immediate impact. Um, yeah, and De Bruyne, you know, finishing that clinical shot, it was beautiful. So, you know, City, but it wasn't, it was kind of just, it wasn't the best game. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't the most entertaining. I agree, yeah. But City did what they, they had to do. When was it, the last time you saw two banks of five? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that was the first time. That was the first time. But uh, if you're an average fan and you you know watch the game, you're like, that's boring. you know. But if you are if you are in love with the game, there it is. you're there like, the, how are they going to the break that? You know, how are they going to break that? And honestly, uh, defensively, uh, that's a huge effort because you have to follow the ball. You have to move the ball. You have to close the spaces. You have to work as a unit. <laughs> that, that's so map. funny. <laughs> the heat map, yeah. You can course. guess which end that was <laughs> yeah and it is very tiring to play a bunker we exactly. had to do that in the olympics against france it was just shot after shot after shot and when they finally broke down city found the way in but but what's interesting is their manager diego simeone simeone he lives every minute with them so as much as they might have been tired does that, that help you like to pump you up throughout i know antonio conte is yeah, similar with, in that regard. without a doubt yes 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 they have to have a special bond and connection players and coach for the coach to convince the players to play that way for not just one game, for some years, right? They've been done it, they have been successful. So credit to uh, Cholo Simeone and also the players because they're stick to the plan regardless of what's happening around them. Um, so Vince, I see oh. you have an empty chair here today. What, what's that oh, about? Well. Is that a surprise? I'm glad you guys asked. We're lucky to be visited by a guy who appeared for Atletico Madrid 225 times over nine seasons. He also played for Mallorca and Osasuna and was capped by Spain eight times. So please welcome to the show Antonio Lopez. Fellow left back. I love yeah, it. We have the I full, mean, we have the full this doesn't back happen every day. We have the full back line. Center back, <laughs> yes. left back, right back. I know, back. we've got a lot of defenders on this side. <laughs> of the field, you know, a lot of defenders. Uh, maybe it makes sense that we're talking Atletico. Welcome, Antonio. Antonio, I have to apologize. Lauren and my Spanish. No bueno. Uh, so Mariano luckily is here. He's going to help us translate uh, for, for everyone, for everyone watching and for yourself. Uh, but I think the first thing we want to say is, is ask about El Cholo, Diego Simeone. When you play for a manager like that, how does he inspire you to do things that maybe no other coach could get you to do? Cuando, primero, bienvenido, qué placer tenerte, Antonio, con nosotros, leyenda de Atlético. Eh, pregunta, Vince, eh, cuando juegas para un entrenador como el Cholo Simeone, eh, ¿qué te inspira de él, qué te convence para jugar eh, como ha estado jugando el equipo? Bueno, lo primero decir que, que el Cholo como entrenador era, o es igual que como, como era de jugador. Él, <risa> claro. Era muy intenso, eh, lo vivía todo al detalle, estaba en una camilla y... Eh, tratándose, ya estaba viendo un partido de fútbol de tercera división de Argentina y, y ahora el entrenador lo que hace es eh, incentivar al jugador a que, a que sea todo un grupo, todos todo, todo que estén unidos, eh, aguerridos, comprometidos y al final lo bueno de, de eso es que 
eh, no hay un líder dentro del campo solamente, hay muchos líderes y luego el, el líder de todos es el Cholo Simeone. Well, he's saying that Cholo Simeone has been the same when he was a player and now as a coach. He was uh, getting treatment and he was watching a third division uh, game from Argentina when he was a player. So pretty much he's doing the same that he, that he was doing when he was a, 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 a player. Antonio played with, uh, with Cholo Simeone. He's uh, very uh, specific in terms of details, right? And uh, there's not well, just one leader on the field, but 11 leaders and obviously Cholo Simeone is uh, the first one. Uh, but the, his uh, attention to detail is the key for what he's doing with Atletico de Madrid. So the outcome for Atletico, it was 1-0, they held them. Going into this leg two, what do they need to do differently? Perdieron 1-0, and now with this disadvantage, what will be the plan that will be Cholo for what comes? Now I don't know, I'd have to ask Cholo or Coque, pero pienso que el Cholo tiene una idea clara. Eh, si, si el planteamiento anterior fue, fue ese, yo entiendo que, que en el estadio, en el Wanda, mmm, puede ser similar con algunas pequeñas variantes, pero, pero es cierto que él tiene su filosofía de, de juego, su filosofía de trabajo, su filosofía de equipo, y, y creo que va, evidentemente con, con cautela, pero, pero esta vez sí que va a ir pa, por el partido. Well, he, he doesn't know it specifically. Uh, he said he would uh, speak before you know, coming here to the show to Cholo Simeone or Coque, uh, but, uh, but he believes that he's going to stick with the same. You know, he has a philosophy. Obviously, uh, playing at home in the Wanda Metropolitano, he will be more aggressive than what he did uh, in England, but basically he will stick with what he knows, which is order, and then probably get something going forward. But he, he, he believes that it won't change much. But obviously, they have to go get a goal. Eh, perfecto, Antonio. Yo te quiero preguntar, eh, primero, ¿qué significa? Tú jugaste con Cholo, pero ¿qué significa Cholo para, para el Atlético de Madrid como institución? Bueno, pues Cholo ahora mismo yo creo que, que es el estandarte un poco de, de la afición, sobre todo, ¿no? Eh, conforme a en los últimos 10 años que creo que lleva de entrenador, el Atlético de Madrid me parece que es el club que más ha crecido del mundo. Eh, ha crecido el Cholo, ha crecido el Atlético de Madrid eh, con un nuevo estadio y, y además le ha dado títulos al equipo, le ha dado dos finales de Champions que desgraciadamente no hemos podi podido ganar, pero, pero el trabajo está ahí. Por eso cuando, cuando se habla de que si el Cholo es muy defensivo o, o otros equipos eh, juegan mejor que, que el Atlético de Madrid, los aficionados en sí están muy contentos de que eh, siga el Cholo, evidentemente. Eh, no sé si es el entrenador mejor pagado del mundo y, y, lo es. y los atléticos están encantados de que esté en el Atlético de Madrid. Eh, el dueño del Atlético de Madrid se lo paga encantado, encantado porque, porque sí que es cierto que, que tanto Club como Cholo, en este caso, han crecido muchísimo estos años. Yeah, basically, Diego Simeone, I asked him what does Cholo Simeone means to, to Atlético and uh, the fans love him. The owner loves him. Uh, the results are there, and uh, pretty much he's the face of the of the team. Uh, he changed the mentality. He changed uh, the ways. Probably are not uh, the prettiest, but he's uh, he's uh, he has a, the commitment from every single area of the club representing Atletico de Madrid. So that's why the fans are super happy with Atletico. He's one of the highest uh, paid coaches in, in the world of soccer, and it's well earned uh, because of what he's bringing to has brought to the to the team. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know, guys. If you have another question for for Antonio, I mean, we're gonna say gracias to Antonio, uh, but I you think go. you have a question for him about Champions League well, that you want to ask. Just the last one question, Antonio. La última pregunta. Who do you think is gonna win the Champions League? ¿Quién crees que va a ganar la Liga de Campeones este año? El Atlético de Madrid. Estamos vivos. Guys, what did you expect? Estamos vivos. El resultado no es tan amplio. Eh, yo de hecho iré a animar al, Muy al bien. equipo y, y yo estoy convencido de que este año tiene que ser ya. La tercera es la vencida. Eso es. Ah, perfecto. Bueno, well, he's saying that obviously Atlético de Madrid will be the champions of this uh, Champions League edition. The third one will be the good one for Atlético de Madrid. Sadly, they couldn't win the last two, but he believes, and actually he's going to the game, right? So 
Can you can you ask Cholo Simeone to uh, put Joao Felix and, and Antoine Griezmann on top, please? I would love to see that. Eh, Le puedes decir al Cholo que si pone a Joao Felix y Antoine Griezmann ahí por detrás. Me gustaría <laughs> mucho verlos. Dice Lauren, Lauren agrees. Lauren, Lauren está de acuerdo. No, Antonio, un placer haberte tenido por acá. Muchas gracias. El placer ha sido mío. Gracias. Gracias. There you go. Antonio, there he goes. It's, again, not every day that you have somebody with that much silverware, mm -hmm. caps for Spain, oh. World Cups. I mean, we're talking about his team. We have to talk. We have to bring him on. So that that was great. Uh, but we do have that empty chair, and I don't want to do the rest of the show with an empty chair. So why don't you guys take a look at? Uh, we did our inaugural. 110 football skills challenge. Why are you hopping? <laughs> what, 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 what was that? What was that? It was a, it was a trap challenge. Uh, myself and, and Lauren were part of it. Mariano hasn't seen it yet, so he's going to watch oh. it with you guys. Check out mm. the first of many 110 football skills challenge right now. Welcome to the 110 football skills challenge. This week we're doing a trap challenge. I'm Vince. I'm the expert. This is Philly. He's the fan. Big this fan. Is Lauren. She's the pro. Here's what we're doing today. Trap challenge. We are going to drop this ball from varying heights and the fan expert pro are going to try to trap it within two touches. You get three tries to keep it in the circle. Each time you make the challenge, you go that little bit higher. And of course, we're using the fabulous Adidas 2022 World Cup ball for Qatar. Yes! No. participation award and I'm okay with that. Oh! 
All right, the inaugural 110 skills challenge, the trap challenge, and the expert one. You know what? I just didn't want to hear you. The thing that bothers me the most is we're going to be hearing about this three years from now at a happy hour when all of us have forgotten it but Vince. Can I just point out that I'm watching that again? <laughs> that one where you said it went out, I stopped it right on the line. Okay, I'm going to give So I got two. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And also, I didn't want your ego to get bruised, so I let you win this one. <laughs> you know, my depth perception was a little off. But, okay, credit to you. But let's let's get back talking soccer all right I think it was Chelsea? rigged honestly it was rigged. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, but I, don't, I don't want to say anything I don't want to say any because I wasn't pressing okay rematch rematch all right Chelsea <laughs> more challenges for you to get <laughs> Chelsea reigning champions mm -hmm. lose three to one to Real Madrid Benzema let's talk about this man another hat trick very impressive Oof. I mean, yes, Karim Benzema, right? But I'm a defender, so I have to see what's not working with the defenders. And honestly, I'm disappointed with Chelsea, uh, Thomas Tuchel, back line, because uh, you have Christensen, you have Thiago Silva. Uh, those are experienced players. And if you have a forward like Karim Benzema, you have to be on top of him. Mm -hmm. Tons of spaces, tons of pockets for him to play, to feel comfortable. Uh, I mean, I'm not promoting violence, obviously, but be physical. Mm -hmm. Be physical against Karim Benzema or Vinicius. They didn't do it. And Real Madrid felt so comfortable and they say, thank you very much. You know, we, we know how to play this game. Yeah, I mean, it actually surprised me, Thomas Tuchel's tactical approach. It, we've always, this is kind of like a, in known circles, in professional circles, when there's one forward up top and you have three center backs, it's you're wasting a you're wasting an extra player, right? Because yes. you've got three on one. It also you're usually going to get that center forward. He's not going to engage you. He's going to drop deep. He's going to play off the line, and he's going to make you guess where he's going. So, to your point, get, get physical. I'm just I'm surprised. Like you guys are both defenders. Yeah. One forward and just the approach that those three center backs took to Kareem Benzema. And yes, he's the go and he could finish. Yeah. But <laughs> the approach was all off. Yeah, I mean. To your point, you have to be physical with, with those type of caliber of players. You have to get in their head. And, I mean, that's what you're taught when you when you go into the back line. You're taught these little things. Get your arm across the body. Make him, make him know that you're there. And he just found those spaces. I mean, he's an incredible player, and he, he finished. And there were some, there were some worldies. Yeah, but, uh, yes, I agree with that. But it, it wasn't just the back line. To me, the only one standing out from, uh, from Chelsea was Kai Havertz. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they didn't create much. They, they were coming from a, a tough defeat against Brentford in uh, Premier League. So I think mentally they weren't ready for that game, you know. And the fact that Thomas Tuchel said, oh, we're done. After the game, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. You still have to play one more game. I don't know if that's a message to change their mentality of their players. Mm -hmm. But to me, it doesn't look good. Something was off mm -hmm. in this Chelsea team. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because... One thing that people forget in these ties is the first thing you got to go into thinking is it's not just this one game. Yes. We know that there's three hours of football that we're going to play. So I think maybe a little bit of that wore off on them even at halftime because that third goal, the way they gave up that third goal was just shocking. It's two to one. You're still in this. And even if it ends two to one, you feel really good about it. But then to give up the third goal the way they did, yeah. not so good. And then yet not really many players up to the pace. Like Pulisic was... He just, yeah, he didn't perform, but, you know, talking about that third goal, I mean, that momentary lapse, you know, mentally, and, you know, and the goalie, Mendy, just, you know, messing up there, and <laughs> it was, it, it, it's just, it's not a, it's not a good look. It was, it was, but it's Karim Benzema's effect, it's Karius, Donnarumma. Now Mendy, and I forgot the name of the other goalkeeper, but he, he provokes that. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if he's smart, he sniffs it. I don't know. I, I just no, he had to have sniffed it. I, I, what, what I watched on the replay, um, which was kind of cool, is he ran 40 yards. Like, and he was the only one pressing. Because yep. Madrid not known for the pressing so much anymore. But he, something, I don't know, just that he's like, I'm on two goals, I want my hat trick. There was something that just spurred him on because he really ran up to that. I mean, yes, it was given to him on a platter. But to run those 40 yards, he didn't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Nine yeah. Champions League um, goals, right? Is that what yeah. you asked? Yep. Yeah. 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 Moving on up the list. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, <sighs> I want to move us on to what was probably the most su surprising result of this week's quarterfinals. It was Villarreal defeating Bayern Munich 1 0. Uh, Unai Emery, another match. You know, it wasn't. I'm not going to say this is an Unai Emery masterclass because it wasn't the way that we are used to seeing. Real when they kind of sit back and play on the counter. They took this game to Bayern. So what do we make of what, what we might see in, in the second leg 
if Villarreal can do this to them in the first leg? It would be tough. You know, a, a team like Bayern Munich is really hard to have two bad games. You know, they might have one, uh, but a, a credit to Villarreal and Unai Emery. You know, they, they took the game. They uh, found a way to cut, the to cut the circuits from Bayern Munich. They didn't work as a, as a unit, as a, that German team that we all know. And, uh, and it was cheap for them, honestly, because it was just 1-0, but Gerard Moreno had the chance to score two more goals, and it could have been 3-0, something different. Uh, but I don't know, I think Bayern Munich playing in Germany will be the, the, the normal team that we know. That's yeah. How, that's how they do it. They, like, they lull you in. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we're not that good, right? And yeah. Like 5-0. Uh, your countryman, yes. Antonio Davies, returns. Alfonso Davies, yeah. Four months out of the game. Mm-hmm. And then he right back into a Champions League game. Yeah, and I mean, he, 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 he did well. He did well. Um, I think, you know, the key to Byron's success is really getting him into the game. And he got down that flank like, like he's good at doing. I um, mean, he had some good, he had some shots. Um, so he had that slide tackle at the end um, that could have, you know, had another goal. And so, you know, this first game back. And, you know, I was impressed with what I see. But, like, going into this next, they're going to be playing at home. It's going to be huge for them. So, I mean, but Villarreal, I mean, the hunger, the fire that they have right now after having this win, and they were just so fun to watch. I think they're a dark horse in this tournament. I, they were they were one of my most favorite teams to watch so far. I can't believe I called Fonzie Antonio. It must have been the effect of Antonio <laughs> Lopez okay. being here. Another look back. Just, Best. He was, so, he was so yeah, good on the yeah, show. He's, so, just, he's yeah. just in my head. She, she, uh, yeah. Benzema, incredible. Lewandowski, the former greatest striker of all time, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, does, he, does he need to score? He needs to keep up with, with the Benz. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's a great he, he's a great striker. He's not only a finisher. He can play. He can link with his teammates. But like I said, for I'd say him, Kareem can do that too. Yeah, I agree with you. That, that will, I will I will talk about about that a little okay. bit later. But, but yeah, I think uh, Robert Lewandowski, uh, you expect him to do a little bit more in these type of games. Because in Bundesliga, he scores three, two, four every weekend, right? But in these important games, you're expecting Lewandowski to score uh, at least one to put the, his team again on the scoreboard in, in a tough game. Because it wasn't an easy game for Bayern Munich, but that's when quality uh, helps you, right? Lauren, leg two. Predictions. What's your prediction? See, I want the dark horse to come out, so I'm saying they're going to go 2-1. 2-1. 2-1 who? Vill Villarreal. No. Yes. Wow. No, so. I know I shouldn't be going against Alfonso <laughs> Davies, my, my Canadian. Are you going to yeah. get a phone call? Probably. I'm probably going to get a phone call. But the Canadian embassy is going to be like, you can't. You it's going to be a good Canadian, game. Canadian crime like this. We cannot have this. I always like the underdog. Well, that, the, the underdog is a, it's a nice story, but uh, I don't think Villarreal would <laughs> I know. Let's... I'm sorry. All right, guys, let's just move to... Uh, the other big club to me, one of the teams that is playing the best alongside Bayern Munich, Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp, uh, they play Benfica uh, and the first half it looks super easy. Uh, Sadio Mane and Luis Diaz, Luisito Diaz playing amazingly and it looked to me that after the first 20-25 minutes like okay Liverpool is gonna finish this one. What do you guys think? It's never gonna be easy against Liverpool but you cannot give up that set piece goal that they did. That was yeah. the most routine corners literally just sent to the back post. And Kanate just jumped. Yeah. He didn't really have to out jump anyone. He was just there. You know when you're playing against Liverpool, you're up against it. You cannot give that up. But I gotta give credit to Liverpool and just I love the way that they play football, but more so I love the way that they transition from defense to attack with their fullbacks able to launch one pass. And it just seems like the, in this game especially, always had three attackers mm -hmm. in that transition game and they were always just ready to go. It's Klopp has them set up so that they they, they do participate in the press, they counter press, but when they sit deep, he says, you can cheat a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then it's just three guys off to the races. And that was, that was incredible to watch. That aerial view, I could watch that aerial view yeah. of those attackers all day. <laughs> Look, you have to give credit to Nunez. I think he's a phenomenal player, but Liverpool, they are just so fun to watch. And I have to give credit to my, my defense, Alexander Arnold. <laughs> Let's be honest, some of those passes, the execution, the weight of the pass, that ball in the Diaz, like, and then he also had Warsala almost scored a goal as well. Yeah. I mean, let's give some credit to the, to those passes. Does I mean, just even have a chance. I don't, I don't think I don't so. Think so I mean, to be honest, they're getting caught behind too much. I think Liverpool's just too good. The you know, what's interesting is that Benfica team does have a, a couple players. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, they're a little past their prime though. 
Yeah, but, but I mean, I think it's, it's going to be hard. The only chance that I can see for Benfica is if Liverpool doesn't win against Man City in Premier League and things get a little bit complicated and then Klopp has to make decisions. So, okay, which one will be my starting 11? And that might be an open for Benfica, but I see, I see Liverpool advancing. I mean, Liverpool now looks like, the, after, after Bayern slips just that little bit, it seems like Liverpool is the strongest team in this competition. Hmm. We'll I mean, see, we'll see. With just so many weapons, so many weapons. And like I said, the way they, they transition from a defense to attack with your fullbacks. A lot of fullback talk on this show. I'm sorry. I, is it, is they it never get, too? no, is they it just too? don't get enough love. I guess. I give it to them. I, That's what I you get for bringing <laughs> fullbacks I, I, on this show. I feel that. I feel that, guys. And you know, there are a lot of things to have opinions about in soccer. Sometimes we find ourselves in an island, though. Uh, so we keep those thoughts to ourselves, even though we firmly believe in them. Well, this next segment is about getting those opinions off our chest. And this time for a new, it is time for a new segment called Football Confessions. Are you ready, guys? Are you guys ready? I don't know. I'm, I, actually, I don't know if You're I'm gonna ready. You're going to give your deepest, uh, darkest secrets out here. I don't know. I don't know. Some stays should stay in the locker well, room. Some things since should I'm stay always in the around room. and you guys, I want you guys to come back, I'll kick us off so that it'll make you feel a little more comfortable. All right, all right. Here's my football confession. Abolish transfer fees. Yeah, that's right. What? Your favorite time of year, the transfer window or, or Sky Sports News 24-hour coverage of the transfer, it's over. No more of that. There's a couple reasons. One, agents are the ones capitalizing on most of these fees. Mm. And it's just, it's gotten out of control. It's bad for soccer. But my other reason is this. I'm just a little sick of players being considered commodities like you pull them off the shelf. I feel like these transfer fees, when you hear someone is worth a hundred million dollars. I feel like some of that goes into the way that we treat those players. So I think I could kill two birds with one stone. Again, I know you're going to miss the transfer window because it's a lot of fun to talk about, hey, who's going to go to my team? Who's leaving my team? Uh, but I won't miss people talking about players that are garbage and don't deserve what they're worth and how much they have to go. And also maybe those agents fees cut down a little bit. Money should go to the players. Mm. Well, yes and no. If it doesn't go to the player and it's not going to the agent, who's keeping that money? Maybe it should go into youth development. Maybe mm -hmm. it should go into some other. I mean, look, women's there soccer. is there. It's not like there's a. Uh, any, yeah, that's a good one as well. And women's soccer. Let's yeah, yeah. women's put, soccer. Put it in. Yeah. There's no lack of funds actually in football. There's plenty of money really kind of to go around. But to your point, we need to invest it properly. And unfortunately, we're just putting it in the pocket of very few, which is why we're getting things like the Super League at times yeah. too. You know, I think that's a great, a great. Uh, uh, option that they have as an agent if you are making whatever percentage you have to donate whatever amount to women's soccer or to something about soccer that you're actually helping the game not yeah. just mm -hmm. uh, you know get taking advantage of the game I'm not saying that all agents are bad but but I agree with you and then and, and actually um, talking about that you know it's it's time for uh, my confession and uh, Romanticism is gone, and obviously agents uh, has to do a lot of that. Fans as well, owners as well, and some players. You know, soccer, when they say, okay, you have to love the crest, you have to love the team. I don't think that's happening anymore nowadays in soccer because when you have a player that is giving everything on the field and then after one irregular season, they say, you know what, we don't want you anymore. You have to go to a team that uh, you don't even want to go. Then where's the love? Where is all that? effort and, and sweat that you put into defending whatever crest and the fans as well right when you are in the top of your game they're loving you they're cheering at you but when you miss one or two chances they want you out of the club and i think everything is promoted because we want results not today we want results yesterday right we want our team to win we're getting the new jersey we are uh, just uh, leaving the game so quick and fast that romanticism is gone from the game Guys, slow down. Go back. Love your love your team. Love your local team. Love your local leagues and love your local players because that's the only way soccer or football will remain as one of the top sports. Was I emotional a lot? Or you're getting? Well, I don't even think I would add anything to that. I I don't know. My, I mean, my <laughs> that was good. It was good. My question to you is this: Do you feel like it's kind of everywhere though? It is. Like it's not just it's not just football. I feel like it's most sports. It's, it's definitely politics these yeah. days. It is, it is. That's a lot of the world. The, the instant gratification has killed romance. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys, I'm almost crying. But no, yeah. no, no, <laughs> I like it. Okay, so my confession is talking about the World Cup every two years. You know, everyone's been talking about it. FIFA wants You're for it. <laughs> definitely not for it. I think the fans are for it. I think it's too much soccer. 
um, as us as players, it, it's too, it's just too much, and I think it devalues like how incredible the World Cup is just yes. to be there. But like playing at that level at the World Cup is like it's just it's everything to a player, right? And and so I think not even just physically. It's draining, but mentally. I think people don't realize the toll it takes on you mentally to prepare for something of that magnitude. Um, I think that, you know, FIFA just wants to, um, they're kind of jealous of the Champions League because it's making mm. so much money every year. And that's probably maybe the reason why they want to do it. But I say no way, Jose, but <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Too, too much football. Too much. There's well, just too many competitions. I would comment, and I think you would comment too, but. She's the only one that's played in the World Cup, so <laughs> I guess we can't. I was pretty close. I was. Yeah, pretty you were close. close. You were much closer I was, than I was. I was pretty was. close. <laughs> you were much closer than I was. But Two times. I would say this. Uh, I think the one big thing fans aren't going to like about your confession is they just want to see their stars exactly. more and more. But for both of you, you, you guys can talk about this. When you mm -hmm. hear Lionel Messi is playing 65 high leverage games mm -hmm. a season, is is yeah. that even really possible on, on your guys' bodies? I mean, it's, really. It's not, and I will attest to this for the fact that I blew out my ACL due to the fact of overplaying, overtraining. We were doing just too much. We never had a break. And, you know, even our coach was just like, I'm, you know, it was just too much for you guys. So, yeah. you know, I just think when you're playing, you know, at the World Cup and then you're also playing for a top club, it's just, it's a lot on the body. And But mentally, we always forget about the mental yes, side of the game, which yes, is the most important. These, yes. these players are away from their families, etc. So, it's just a lot. I agree. No, no, I agree. I agree. I think the most important thing is the mental aspect of the game, because we're all expecting these type of players to perform in every single game. If it's a friendly, if it's an official game, uh, we want Messi to score three or four goals. And if he doesn't score a goal, the next day, the newspapers, the internet is all Messi. It's it's all. He Run can't back play out there anymore. Again. Yeah. I want to see it you know, again. So, I mean, it's crazy, the amount of pressure. So now imagine going to, to your house and if you have kids, the kids going to school and telling them, oh, your, your dad doesn't play good anymore. So all that adds up, not just to the physical part, but to the mental part. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it's really tough. I mean, a, a lot of fans say, okay, you guys can complain. You make a lot of money. You're traveling. It's, it's, a, it's a great, et cetera. Yeah, but there's another side that is not that easy. Yeah. But I think we're lying, you know, the agents, uh, a lot of games, the romanticism. I think we're going in the right direction. And talking about the right direction, guys, I want to talk about CONCACAF Champions League uh, because my former team, Pumas, it's amazing. This is where you're going to get emotional. Of course, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> because they play amazing against Cruz Azul and I see my team Pumas going straight to the final. They have to play the second leg as well. Uh, but uh, it, it's a team that wasn't expected to be in this stage at this moment. And they're doing pretty good with a, with a tight roster. What do you guys think? Well, how much are they going to regret putting Cruz Azul back <laughs> into the game? And Cruz Azul almost tied it up. It, it, late, yep. late, late, it almost was two to two. Uh, Danino, is, he's, he's a talent, although that one goal, <laughs> Really kind of. That was. It is. It counts the same. Yeah, yeah. And no, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Pumas was amazing in the first half. Then in the second half, uh, the substitutions didn't help Pumas a lot. And I'm not saying they're not good players, but obviously the quality when you compare Cruz Azul and Pumas, it's completely different. Uh, uh, Cruz Azul made some changes, and the, and the game changed mm -hmm. for for them in, in a positive way. And for Pumas, uh, it, it was kind of hard. Uh, even with that, I see Pumas advancing. Did they think job done? Yeah. Like, and that's like, no. are they looking ahead to Liga MX? They were like, job done. Let's make some substitutions. Because, like you said, their squad's a little smaller than it is. Cruz Azul. It is. No, it's super tight. And, and actually, I, I I heard the coach, and he said, well, a couple of players said we can't we can't anymore, so we, we need a sub. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, it's not that they were uh, doing any tactical. It was more the physical aspect. Too many games. No, I, exactly. Yep. But I I just want to say like post two questions to you obviously like Cruz they scored first but it's called offside that could have changed the dynamic of the game completely yes. but now they're going into um, a home game mm -hmm. correct and so so what is that gonna what do you think that's gonna be like especially for your Pumas well I think um, it's, it's not gonna be a big difference because Pumas feels comfortable playing at that stadium it's in the same city mm -hmm. so a lot of Pumas fans can is go. that where the comeback happened uh, it was the other way around they, oh, okay. they lost for zero at Azteca Stadium and mm -hmm. then they went to uh, oh, Ciudad Universitaria and they beat Cruz Azul for zero and Pumas advanced to the playoffs so we kind of have a mental edge over Cruz Azul we, we, when we face them in playoffs uh, but Cruz Azul is it's a powerhouse uh, honestly but uh, I believe that with the the, the mental aspect the, the effort and the team unit, I think Pumas can, can cope with it next 90 minutes and advance to the final.
It won't be easy, though. No, it, it won't be easy. Definitely That's won't for be. sure. From one side of the bracket where there was two Liga MX teams, we go to the other side, and there's two MLS teams. Seattle defeats NYCFC 3-1 to one in Seattle. And all I've got to say is, wow, that Seattle team looks good. Like, I wish I really – you. we talked about it a little bit earlier yep. this week. Uh, they uh, – I mean, I'm an LAFC fan. They're playing the best football in, mm -hmm. in all of MLS right now. I mean, they are in such great form. I mean, Jordan Morris, Ladero, Runsek, Ru Rui Diaz, yeah. one of my favorite <laughs> players ever. I love watching him play, but I was very impressed um, watching this game with Seattle. NYC NYCFC just couldn't get into the game. Um, they did get a goal in the 27th minute, but, you know, Seattle just, just, just pounced on them. Do you think he's... Um the experience that they have and that they feel that, okay, we know what's going to happen. And in, in, in New York City, is it's, it's new to these. Even though they have ex, uh, players with experience at uh, South America level, uh, this is different. You know, but you see Lodero, you see uh, Jordan Morris, uh, like they belong to that stage. And I see a Seattle team uh, managing every aspect of the game. Uh, and we talk about this, you know, I mean, they know when to pull the cables to mm -hmm. play at the right moment, at the right time, depending on where they're playing. That's what I was going to say. It's the quality. It's these guys have, even the guys that haven't been there long, the, like the Kellen Rose, they just blend into Seattle. They know exactly what they need. That's why they're able to bring up academy kids at 16, 17 years old, guys you've never even heard of, drop them into a Champions League game in, in, in Leon, per se, and, and mm -hmm. they're able to play well. Uh, but yeah, it's it's the ability to say, okay, in this moment, let's press. In this moment, let's drop back. In yep. this moment, let's go along. And then in this moment, let's combine. But really, it all, and he didn't score, but it's all about Joao Paulo. He was, inc again, incredible in that game. He controls the tempo. He controls the way that they press mm -hmm. defensively. He's in, uh, I think Max said this, when, when you're watching a Seattle game, Bredos goes, every time you see the ball, Joao Paulo is somewhere in the frame. <laughs> like, he's never out of the frame, and that's on offense or defense. So if I'm NYCFC, and look, they're going to have the home leg, but they won't be at home. Yeah, Red Bull. They're mm -hmm. going to be at Red Bull Arena. They've got to feel like they're in trouble going home. And MLS has to think, maybe we want Seattle to go through. Because mm -hmm. this is, this is going to be a rare opportunity. No offense to your Pumas. And no, 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 no. But I, this is I a totally rare agree. opportunity totally for whoever, whoever gets in from this side of the bracket. Yeah. Would have been like 16 seasons since an MLS team or something? No MLS team has ever won it in this format. Oh, okay. Ever, ever. ever. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But a qu question. If Pumas and Seattle advance, uh, who, who will be hosting the final game? I believe Pumas. I will be Pumas. Go, and I think I, that's a key factor. Yes. I think that's a key factor. And actually, I want to go back to the chat because uh, a key, yeah, that one. Can you, can, I guess I can see from here. Uh, can you? The tight squad is what we'll do for Pumas Pregúntale over? a Trujillo. He, he oh. wrote it in Spanish. Pregúntale a Trujillo quién va a ganar la Conca Champions y cómo ve a Seattle con, eh, como posible rival. So he's talking about Seattle moving forward to the final and, and maybe advancing um, to face Pumas in the final. Mm -hmm. I think Seattle has a lot of experience. Uh, they went to Leon and played very well, a defensive style at times, but it worked well for them. Uh, the fact that they're going to play the first game uh, in Seattle, uh, it's a huge advantage for them. So they have to score the same amount of goals, three, two, four, even more, if they want to go back to Mexico City and, and get that result. If they beat Pumas, if this is a final, obviously I'm mm -hmm. being respectful, but if Pumas and Seattle are in the final and if Seattle doesn't get a good advantage in Seattle, I think Pumas Pumas can win the, the final in Mexico City. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. And I think they learned that lesson too. That's why yeah. against Leon, they were like, let's really jump on them. They got that three nil and they knew, they knew a two nil, two nil wasn't gonna be enough because they felt like they really got to bear these teams because like you said, there's still that stigma. MLS teams, yep. although I think Seattle, with the way that they played in Leon, yes, they only got a draw. They didn't win there, but they played like winners of course. in Leon. And I think the stigma, but the stigma remains. And so that's, and, and to your point about NYCFC having something in their head about this, I think that's why if you're an MLS, you want Seattle. Like they've done the things that a team, that a champion in this. <laughs> it, it, what is it? Jennifer. Uh, sorry, Jen. They ain't in it. Not a good team. Not a good yeah, team, Jen. Not a good it. team, Jen. Yeah. We're talking about different. We're talking about different. <laughs> only CC, only CONCACAF Champions League uh, teams, please. We're talking uh, about yeah. different Mexico City teams here, Jen, if you could. Yes, uh, but send us your questions in the chat if you guys have any more. Yes, Jen, do you have any questions about Pumas? I know you'd like to let her know. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Lauren girl. is killing it. Uh, but to Lauren's point, yeah, it, now it's time for questions. Uh, so if you have any questions, 
Uh, Mariano just brought up the, the one uh, that, uh, who, who is it that had it? Kid DG123, thank you for the question. Kid DG, Kid DG123. Uh, so let, while we wait for some questions, let me flip it. Let's say it's NYCFC, Cruz Azul. They pull it out. Who would you, who would you give the slight advantage to? Ooh, that that would be a, an even game, I think. It's just Cruz Azul has so many talent, mm -hmm. so many tools and options. The off the field situations, um, the the front office is struggling. The coach doesn't like the uh, sporting director. Um, I think there are a lot of things off the field that are uh, affecting Cruz Azul. But I know the coach. I know the coaching staff. Some of the players, and they are committed mm -hmm. to win again. You know, it was. 26 years or a little bit more since they um, won Liga MX, and now that they finally got it, they want to continue with that, uh, uh, you know, uh, straight streak of uh, winning championships. So uh, I don't know. That would be a tough one, actually. Mm -hmm. I, that would be a tough one because I see New York City FC actually because of the players they have playing good against Cruz Azul. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I still believe that Pumas and Seattle will advance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, we've got a question uh, back from our, our man Kid DG One Two Three. Will LAFC re-sign Carlos Vela? And if not, where would he go? You were you were at training. I was. Mariano yes. joined us straight from LAFC training. Yeah. Did you see the man, the myth, the legend? I did. Walking around. <laughs> uh, do you, I did. Did you get a chance to say hello to him? I and did what are your say thoughts? hello. I was watching him and the whole team practicing. They look sharp and ready for this weekend. Uh, it's kind of hard. You were a player. When you have uh, your contract going on in your head, it's kind of hard. Kind of hard to focus on what, what what is happening on the field and and to perform at your best. I think that's that's kind of hard, and they have to solve that right away if they want the best version of Carlos Vela. Mm -hmm. Did you have any years where it was just hanging over you? It's not really like in the women's game. Obviously, it's advanced a lot more since when I was playing. If you know, credit to my age there, but um, <laughs> we didn't really have those kind of thoughts on our head that much. But you know, everything that you're saying, I agree with, and and Vela, he's just oh, I. I would love for them to resign yeah. him. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love watching him play, and he's a lefty, and mm -hmm. I love lefties. Oh well, I'm on record as saying this: they they have to, uh, almost regardless mm -hmm. of. Performance. They have to. Why? Because they he is him. your star player, your number one, your first big signing from mm -hmm. Europe, especially from Europe. This is especially important from Europe. You have to make that star hole and continue to show that hey, look, we support you. Yes, you've had some injuries, but this is how we treat star players here at LAFC. We are a new club. We are a brand new club. We have to set a tone. We have to set a precedent. So I think you've got to set the culture, even if, even if you're, you're wondering, ooh, can he really get back to his best? Which, look, he still looks incredible. In that Orlando game, didn't do much. And then one ball over the top to Chicho right across to Brian. And he can still do special things. Uh, but I just I, more for me, it's about setting that tone because players talk. And, oh, yeah. And when they do, and when players go, yeah, L.A. sounds great, but how will they treat me? And Carlos goes, look, my contract was winding down. Mm -hmm. They took they took good care of me. I think that that will go a long way. And, and that's uh, we were talking about that in, in the confessions, right? Mm -hmm. When they when they believe the the teams that you are still a good player, yeah, they hug you, they take care of you. But when they see, eh, you know what, we should go in a different direction. That that's gonna happen eventually. But I think it should happen in a different fashion. I totally agree with you. You know, I think they Bella still a good a good player. Well, you know, this weekend. Classico. Oh. What are your predictions? Ooh. I hate predictions. <laughs> I know, I know, but you know, we got some good questions I know, up here. I, hate I have to ask this that game question because anytime I'm like, well, and I, if I get super analytical about, it, I'm like, look, this is the way the Galaxy are playing. This is the way LAFC are playing. Uh, if this happens and this happens, then this will happen, and I always get it wrong. So, okay, let me just go. So you're gonna do it with your heart or with your brain? <laughs> I'm there just gonna, you that's go. A, that's a good question right there. I'm just gonna fire something out there. Okay. Three to two, LAFC. Ooh. With Vela and Chicharito both scoring. Okay. I, okay. Could, I could get behind that. Yes? Yeah. I don't expect much goals, actually. Mm. Because LAFC has changed a little bit. They're not that open team that goes I'll tell fast. You, the Galaxy's defense hasn't. Nah, I mean, they're struggling as well. But okay. um, but I see a 2-1 LA Galaxy. Okay. Mm. You asked the question. You've got to answer it. No, I think I, I agree. I mm. do agree. I don't see that many goals. I haven't been watching, to be honest, much of the Galaxy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I've been watching a little bit more LAFC, and um, I think they're going to come out on top. And, yeah, I think 2-1. to one. I think that actually, you know what, I'm going to – I think I'm going to side with you on okay, this one. Sorry, I mean, I think sorry, the 3 to 2 obviously, Defenders, fan, center back, right back, so <laughs> yeah. understand each other. Sorry. Yeah. Look, all I know is this. Expect <laughs> the unexpected. So I, I'm yeah. going to guess there you all go. of You never know with that class code. It'll be 1-0 or something like that. 
Uh, but it's time to move on to stoppage time. Stoppage time is our chance to basically just rant about whatever is off the top of our head. And because it's her debut, Oh. You're going to go to oh, Lauren first. Okay. She's going to lead us off in stoppage time. So well, what is your stoppage you. time topic? Okay, so my stoppage time topic is FIFA needs to stop tinkering um, with the stoppage time. So Oh, talking <laughs> stoppage time. Stop okay, wait. That's a great yes. debut. <laughs> yes. So let's, let's talk about this. Okay, so there's going to be trials that are going to be underway in the Portuguese Federation. Um, where they're going to go to 60 minutes, and they're only going to be running the clock when the ball is in play. And then FIFA was also tinkering with the idea that I just read yesterday about 100-minute games um, to stop time-wasting. Honestly, no matter how much time you give in a game, there's going to be time-wasting. It's part of the game, yep. and you're always going to find a new way to time-waste. I mean, that's just strategy. Um, I would like to hear what you guys have what you think is going to happen. I'd say don't mess with the good thing, though. I agree with you. I hate I hate trying to fix it because, like you said, you players are very good at gaming the system <laughs> one way or yes. the other. So I like Sometimes. it. So I don't mind the way it is. Maybe, maybe I mean, the 100 minutes, I think I'm more on board with because, like, yes, if you want to add, if you want 10 minutes of stoppage time because there really was 10 minutes worth, fine. More more football, though, unfortunately, for mm. going against your That's other, right. other yeah. topic. But <laughs> I, I genuinely agree with you. I think they'll find a way to, to game even the 60 minutes. Mm. I just want more effective playing time. Yes. That's what I really want. So instead of adding minutes, mm -hmm. instead of changing the game, find ways to play effective minutes. You know, because yes, I understand that's a strategy, and especially in South America, in Argentina, in Uruguay, they teach you this when you're young. Okay, you're winning one zero. You know, waste a little bit of time, kick the ball over there, and mm -hmm. okay, that should change. I believe that should change, mm -hmm. right? But if we find a way to uh, put in, in in the player's brain not to waste time and to play more effective. If the solution is, okay, add, uh, if you're wasting time, I'm stop, stopping the clock and I'll show it to the, to the player. He's like, okay, as, as soon as you start, this, this clock is gonna run. Probably that will be a solution, but I agree that FIFA is trying to change a lot of things and, and, and the game is perfect as it is. Guys, don't move it. Do you know what's the worst, and I hammer on goalkeepers a lot on this show, is you catch the ball and they're standing completely up and then they fall down? <laughs> And they, yes. and they do it, and they do it so, like, it's not even a, it's not even an act anymore. They're just like, oh, yep, and now I'm on the ground, I'll get up, I'll take time. It's worse. Yeah. That's, that's what you got to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> My stoppage time topic is something that was reported by Sky Sports News today. Alexander Schifrin and UEFA are meeting, and they're discussing adding two Champions League places for historic performance. <laughs> What does that mean? I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Every year, I mean, look, we're, we're talking about the Super League because most of these teams are always getting in anyways. Yes, from time to time, you're going to miss out on maybe a Juventus, uh, a Manchester United, who's, who's in trouble, maybe a Barcelona, but they seem like they're going to be fine now, maybe an Arsenal. Um, but there, but two teams? And who's picking this criteria? Like, is Nottingham it, Forest? PSG and City. Well, Nottingham Forest won, <laughs> won back-to-back European Cups 79-80. Uh, to 80. They're in the second division. They're in the championship. Are, do they get pulled up in? Because historically, they've won more championship than Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, they won the Champions League at one point. Yep, uh, back to back. Oh, back to back. No, yeah, you're right. Well, I mean, if that's the case, it will be only Real Madrid and then who else? Uh, Liverpool or Bayern Munich, if they want to do but that. But they'll already be in. Yeah, so exactly. Like, so the, how far are we going to have to find these teams? I don't, I don't think. Uh, I, to me, that doesn't, doesn't make yeah. any sense, no. honestly. It sounds like a bone. It sounds like throwing a bone to yeah. the Super League teams, which... Don't do that. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea, yeah. honestly. Uh, earn it. Mm -hmm. Earn it. I, I, I like the idea of the Superliga, but if it's not happening, then earn it. All right, guys. Uh, I want to talk about my man, Karim Benzema, in my stoppage time. Yeah, we talk a little bit about what he did against Chelsea, but I want to give credit to Karim Benzema because he was under the shadow of the big Cristiano Ronaldo, CR7. Even Cristiano Ronaldo said, you know what, I understand. Uh, Karim Benzema perfectly is it's, uh, the perfect compliment for me. Uh, but right now, the, the face of the team, the, the most winning team in Europe is Karim Benzema. He's delivering. See, so he finally is getting the credit that he deserves. Uh, he wasn't in the national team for some of the reasons, but now he's back to the national team. France is even better. So to me, going back to your point earlier in the game, uh, uh, Beans, Karim Benzema is way better than Robert Lewandowski. Karim Benzema should win a Ballon d'Or at the, uh, the best award. And uh, he's not getting younger, but uh, hopefully they can bring more players to Real Madrid to give Karim Benzema another chance to win more trophies and silverware for him. Because to me, he is the best number nine in the world. No. 
I, I agree with you. I think when you ask a lot of people who your top five are, a lot of people don't say Benzema, and yeah. I don't understand why. Um, I am excited to see him um, this World Cup for France. Well, he won't be playing in the World Cup, but how easily you would forget. Mo Salah has been the best player for a very long time throughout the season. So are you giving off of the back of this performance, Karim Benzema, the Ballon d'Or over Mo Salah? Or to me, it still feels very much Mo Salah's to lose. Well, look, I think uh, it's, a, it's an individual award, mm -hmm. right? And I think Mo Salah's is because he's with Liverpool. I, I'm not sure if uh, um, Karim Benzema being at Liverpool uh, could have scored more goals because mm -hmm. they produce a lot more opportunities. He has to do a lot in, in Real Madrid right now. So yes, I will, I will put Karim Benzema on top of Mo Salah just because I love the way he plays the game. Mo Salah, I'm not, I'm not saying that Mo Salah is bad, but he gets the ball and dribble. He's mm -hmm. fast, he's strong. Karim Benzema is so smart. Sometimes he's fast, sometimes he dribble, sometimes he is uh, check in to combine with his teammates. He, he reads the game like uh, any other number nine. Nope, give me Sorry, I'm sorry. I love the dribbling. <laughs> I love the dribbling. All right, that's that's going to wrap it for our show. Uh, but the it, soccer coverage over? continues. Wow. Yeah, it's, that goes that quick. It continues Saturday in Carson, California with El Trafico. LAFC visit the LA Galaxy to resume their rivalry. And 110 Football will be there. Join myself and Jessica Black on location before and after the game live to discuss this huge match next Monday. We're back with LAFC 360 and the expansion mansion per usual thank you to my panel today and thank you to our special guest antonio lopez but before we go lauren Sesselman, yes. you are going to be on a new show that we new are having show angels wear boots coming april 28th 1 p.m pacific time 110 youtube channel you guys be there or be square it's gonna be awesome i'm so excited just to talk women's women's football so this is like the only show i've pretty much seen where we're going to be talking about just women's football I'll so be, i'll be tuning in for sure for sure we will be tuning in and of course lauren will be there but great debut thanks guys awesome hope you had fun today i had so much fun all right well mariano thank you i hope you'll be back soon too I as will. well uh we can't wait for angels wear boots and you guys have been great as always we will see you on saturday for el trafico classical angelino